0: Welcome to this edition of the Stoutcast podcast, this time in Carson City, Nevada. We are at the Fox Brew Pub in downtown Carson. It was established just 11 years ago. It's right across the street from the state capitol building. And with us today is Tim Mason, head janitor, head uh, groundskeeper, head uh, brewman. He's the man that makes stuff happen. And we've got two beautiful stouts sitting right here in front of us. We're going to go through six
1: today. We've got a chocolate stout. We've got a milk stout. We have a, what are the two in the middle? Um, One of them, uh, well, they're both based on a uh, chocolate stout. They both have cocoa nibs in them. One of them uh, is the same stout with some uh, hazelnut added to it.
0: Okay, we've got a... Uh a Mason Aleworks Imperial and then we have another Imperial at the end. The range here in alcohol is 5.4 all the way up to 10 and a half. So we're gonna crack the first one. That's the Boat Swain. It promises to be a chocolate stout. It comes in a brown can. And we'll read you the label as we're waiting for the foam to dissipate as Tim studies the foam intently. 5.4% alcohol by volume, Boatswain Beers are unique brews made in small batches, says the label. Our chocolate stout has aromas and flavors of dark chocolate and roasted malt with a tangy hop bitterness. I'm worried already, Tim. <laughs> I'm already worried about tangy hop bitterness. Yeah, it
1: seems like a, an interesting combo for a for a chocolate stout for a but we'll see.
0: IBU 66 Original Gravity 14.26 Appearance Black. Does any of that really mean anything to anybody who would be looking at this?
1: Uh, Probably not so much. Um, You know, as a brewer, I mean, it certainly does. But, you know, and home brewers would be interested in it. But to most people, I think uh, it, it wouldn't really matter so much.
0: Okay, the brown can has, what would you call this, old 1800s type? type It says boatswain and white lettering and chocolate stout and sort of a yellow um, the bubbles have dissipated we're going to take a
1: sample um, it's interesting it to me it comes almost across more like a, a porter maybe because just of the light light body of it um, I think I prefer my stouts you know slightly more on the sweet side but um, it's not, you know, it doesn't have the the bitterness so much. I mean, I guess I can see what they're talking about. There is a, I guess you could call it a, a tangy character, is that how they described it? I don't know. But it's, it's all right. Uh, it's not my, not my favorite so far. <laughs> well,
0: boy, well, we wanted to start off, want to start off low. Not, we don't want to get your expectations up too high. And then we, and then we want to hopefully crescendo somewhere in the middle. Actually, with the two that
1: you provided. You know what? I mean, the uh, real dry finish—just a real dry finish, not something I would expect from a from a chocolate stout. Really, I'm not getting any chocolate. Are you? Not really. Is that a, not a problem? <laughs> well, I mean, to me, if I were buying it, actually ho- hoping to have a nice chocolate flavor, I would be—I would be disappointed. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I say, I think uh, I think just as a, a, a dry porter, it comes across. Better, You know, if somebody gave me that and didn't tell me anything what it was, and I, I wouldn't notice the chocolate in it, I don't think, and I would probably guess it to be a, a dry pour.
0: Okay, I, I, I could not agree more. The, the rating system here at the StoutCast.com podcast is excellent, very good, good, fair. So we give them at least, like, four chances to be above average, right? Yeah. And then pour, and then wouldn't feed it to the cat. As far as this go, I, what I like about it is that it promise it delivers what it promises. It delivers a tanginess. It delivers a little bit of bitterness. The finish is okay. There's a little bit of a aftertaste, but it's certainly not bad. Problem is, there's there's no chocolate. Yeah. So I, as far as rating it, I I that's the big thing for us is because sometimes like like we just did one with wine. I don't like wine, but they delivered wine. They put wine and stout together. Who I, I'm like, you know what? You nailed it. You you brought it forward. I'm not necessarily liking it all that much, but you right. delivered. So,
1: on this, I'd have to give it, I'd have to give it a fair. I would give it a fair. Also, um, I mean, I don't find like faults with the beer per se, but uh, but it doesn't live up to my expectations of, of looking at the can and reading the description. Really.
0: Tim, I already like your style. We're going to dump that out. And then we're going to go to the Bayou Milk Stout, which I have to give kudos to for the artwork at least, as there is a jazz man yeah, on the front. Cool, cool can. Playing, uh, what is that, a
1: trumpet? Trombone? Yeah, uh, trumpet? Uh, trumpet,
0: yeah. Okay. It's a musical instrument of some sort. <laughs> um, white label mostly with a black Bayou, a Milk Stout this time. I'm fond of Milk Stouts. Uh, New Orleans style coffee so we're gonna pour some of this and then that's light of course I did also climb up on a stepladder in order to pour it in an ode to the Bayou the silky smooth creamy milk stout is blended with New Orleans style coffee cold brew chicory and a touch of maple and then it's and then we have French do you read French Nope. how's your French all right here we go as those of you who remember our trip down down Canada <laughs> I don't I don't either It has an exclamation point so you're supposed to yell after that, that the, yeah that, that, abs- that's abs- that's absolutely times
1: all, yeah, that's like the one that's the one, the one uh, phrase that I do
0: that all right so this is from let's see your TW pitchers beer uh, 5.6 percent alcohol by volume uh, established in San Francisco, California, and that is about all we know about it.
1: Chicory and maple, as well as black oh,
0: There's a lot of stuff going on in there. Maple, chicory. I gotta, I've gotta claim ignorance. What's chicory supposed to taste like?
1: I'm not sure. I think, like down in the south, I think that they make a a coffee type brew a uh, brewed drink with it a, a warm drink but'm I'm, I'm not real familiar with it myself
0: the coffee comes in really late uh, on mine but the maples there not knowing about the chicory the coffee is it's really sweet at the beginning and then it kind of roller coasters into a into the coffee which normally I don't like the aftertaste but since it's a totally different taste then i kind of like it in a way it's
1: interesting yeah it's a it's got a surprisingly smooth you know i think from the lactose probably it's got a real creamy kind of mouthfeel to it and a real nice head you know a real pretty color head real nice head it's a strangely light like a brown ale as far as the the color and the but the body of it i think like i say because of the lactose you know it has a real nice nice mouthfeel have we?
0: I did not mention previously about our prohibition against the term "mouthfeel." Do you have a good
1: alternative? Um, uh, volmundigkeit, which means mouthfeel in German. You don't know how much I love that. All right, Volmundenkite. I think it's Volmundigkeit. Something. Volmundigkeit, something, right. something like that. But yes, yeah, a, I think it's actually a pretty. Uh, I already know what the name of this
0: episode is, <laughs> Volmundenkite. <laughs> kite. Okay. Yeah, look, look it up. I might be
1: telling you something completely wrong.
0: At the Fox Brew <laughs> Pub. That's outstanding. That's all, it. all right. So, excellent, very good, good, fair, poor cat. Other
1: than that, um, I, I think this is good. Um, maybe even a little, maybe even slightly better than good. Uh, I think it's a real well-balanced easy to drink i mean i could drink a whole glass of it and probably be, be pretty happy with it
0: i uh i have to concur uh it's it's got a nice taste it's sweet at the beginning a little coffee bitterness at the end um easy to drink um it is a little thin but they i think they i think they nailed what they delivered mm-hmm. um and if you're if you're looking for a coffee the thing I don't know the coffee the coffee seems almost like an afterthought
1: yeah the coffee is very very mild in it you know and I think uh, yeah it's like I think maybe that's why they call it milk stout first you definitely get the get the smoothness and the creaminess from the milk stout and just the you know New Orleans style coffee I think is just almost an an afterthought and it's not really something you pick up on much
0: I, you know, I, am enjoying it, and it's, it's certainly an interesting one to talk about. I'm gonna go ahead and be benevolent, I think, and give it a very good because I think, like you said, they, they nailed the milk Stout, then they brought the coffee, and then they brought all the other stuff, the chicory and the maple. Although I think the maple maybe wins the day here, but it's enjoyable and and I like it, so I'm gonna yeah. go, I'm gonna
1: think, go very good. Yeah, I think very good is, is a. I'd go. I'd go with that as well.
0: All right. Now the next two in the alcohol by volume, we have here.
1: I'm pretty sure this is the regular one, the El Gaucho Stout. Well, you made
0: it, so you ought to know.
1: Well, uh, I, I mixed them up. They look exactly the same. Yeah, that's the, right. the second one. So tell me one. about the El, El Gaucho. I guess would be more leaning towards a maybe an English style stout um, it's a sweet stout um, has quite a bit of uh cocoa nibs in it added uh after fermentation there's uh, probably about a pound a pound of nibs per barrel um, and let's see not it, nearly the the head that the previous no one had no that could uh also be because well Maybe, yeah, I don't know, maybe an issue of the, my draft system or having poured them and let them sit for a minute. But, yeah, it's a, I don't know, still got a respectable head, a little darker color than the last one.
0: How did you know when to say when that this was the time to stop, that this was where you wanted it?
1: As far as stouts go, uh, I've had uh, a lot of success brewing stouts as far as the, the contests and that sort of thing go, you know. like back. Yeah, I heard you have a couple medals on your wall. Um, well, actually, that would be from like uh, former breweries that I'd worked at. Uh, the Oasis Brewery in uh, Boulder, Colorado. It's a. It's actually recently reopened in Denver. Um,
0: okay, but, they have a couple of your medals on their wall.
1: Well, I, I worked with a, a trained under a guy named Bill Sherwood, who I, I basically learned uh, everything, all the basics. I learned pretty much from him, and well, much more than just the basics. I learned a, a wealth of information from him, trained under him, and. Uh, I mean, I helped develop all the recipes. I'm not going to take credit for any of those, you know. It's like they're not, you know, working with him and uh, helping develop all the recipes there, you know, we won a a lot of Great American Beer Festival awards as well as some uh, World Beer Cup awards. Um, It was kind of funny. We won silver medals, like, several years running at the Great American um, Beer Festival with our stout, um, entering it as an American sweet stout. And uh (laughs) One of the same years that we took the silver and the GABF it actually took the gold and the world beer cup and we just realized you know what a how, how ridiculous that kind of is you know it's like you know you're the best in the world but you're only the second best in the US you know it's like anyways it's a you got to take those kind of uh, things with a grain of salt you know it's a
0: so i'm getting uh, I'm getting some bitterness here. I'm not sure if it's from the roasted
1: malts or is it from some coffee? Probably or? more from the uh, cocoa nibs themselves um, because it's a really low really low hopped um, and it's uh, not I mean there's a, quite a quite a lot of chocolate malt in it but as far as any of the uh, more bitter dark malts, there's uh, very very light on those so. I would say the bitter aftertaste is more likely a component of uh, the amount, how how much cocoa nibs that I actually put in.
0: I, you know, I think if you like a a stout that's that has that kind of bitter um, finish to it, uh, it's pretty clean. It's not lingering, but it's there. Um, It starts off um, a little sweeter. Um, It's. I think this is right up your alley. I'm. uh, It's a. it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm not sure I'm getting a lot of the cocoa, though. I'm not getting, like, chocolate. Am I supposed to be?
1: Um, I think it comes through pretty well, but um, it's, uh, I don't want anything to be o- overwhelming in anything that I do, but uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll try adding some more next time.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: I... Actually, that's a fine line. Like I say, if I'm, if I'm getting any kind of bitter aftertaste from the amount of cocoa nibs that I'm adding now, I certainly wouldn't want to increase that we used to uh, do it as a as a milk stout as well and added uh, lactose um, i thought it was really great and i thought it was really well balanced and and quite a bit sweeter though and, and some of the uh, some of the folks who drink it more often than i you know, expressed a desire to have it without the, the excess you know the extra sweetness so, I, I
0: i just I, I think with the uh i think with what you were going for and i think what you got here you got a nice balance of, of sweet and and bitter and um it's definitely uh it's definitely enjoyable to have on a hot summer day or uh in the dead of winter so i i'd have to certainly give it a a good if not a very good um it's a it's a it's a nice creation
1: all right appreciate it and then the next one. Tell us about that. It's pretty much the same. The same beer, and in, infused with a, a pretty good uh, amount of hazelnuts per barrel. Um, and they're not a uh, boil. It's not. It's also done um, after fermentation. Um, not not so much. You know, not in not in the boil or anything like that. Yeah, the
0: hazelnuts definitely come through right off the get-go. I mean, it's kind of like an eye-opening. Oh, hey, those are hazelnuts. And it kind of reminds me of the rogue uh, hazelnut um, porter. That's it. Um,
1: that's actually, a, yeah, I, th- I like that quite, quite a bit. I think that's a good beer. I, I've tried to keep this one, like, really subtle. There's some really good uh, peanut butter stouts being made locally. Most of them are real strongly on the sweet side, and they're real strong as well on the peanut side. And to the point that as much as I like them, um, even drinking one whole one is almost too much for me. So that's why I went, I feel real light on the hazelnut on this, just to kind of have it be there and and be able to taste it, but not be an overwhelming kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and it has the same, it has that same aftertaste, which is, it's minimal, um, but it does, it's a little, it's a little bitter. Um, and, but the, the hazelnut definitely is, uh, it's nice and sweet at the start. And then, uh, it's a little bitter at the end, which just makes you want to like, maybe go or get, or get the sweetness back a little bit. So, um, easy to br- drink, I, I definitely, uh, would probably put it in the same range as, uh, as the last one. Uh, nicely
1: done. I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I think they're both, uh, good, good, or, you know, I, I would, I would brag and call them very good, but that's, you know, that's just me.
0: You, you can rate them. <laughs> You're absolutely, absolutely. All right. So, we're going to move up a little bit in alcohol content to the, the Pittsburgh Steeler colors. Uh, Mason Aleworks, any relation? No,
1: no, no relation, but it's got a great name. <laughs>
0: uh, so, it's a Cash Coffee Stout. Mason Aleworks, 9.4% alcohol by volume. Uh, all black with uh, yellow Cash, yellow Imperial Coffee Stout. The rest of the letters are in white. And what we know about it is when asked for his definition of paradise, Mr. Cash said this morning with her having coffee. Our collaboration with Moster Coffee uses Costa Rican Aguas Claras beans to accentuate the rich chocolatey notes of this fine stout best consumed at 40 to 50 degrees. Uh, these guys are in Oceanside and San Marcos. <laughs> Well, what's your preference for uh, pouring? Do you like to make, uh, it, make it sudsy, or do you like to...
1: I, I like a head on it, but I don't, you know, I'll pour it down the side generally, and, uh, and if it doesn't look like I'm, you know, if it's just pouring flat, then I'll go ahead and let, let it run down the middle and see if I can get some foam action out of it. But...
0: Well, not having a real great description as to what it's supposed to be, according to the can. Which I don't think you should have to go necessarily on the website to find out what's in it, right. and so typically we've done that. But I think today I'm I'm not. <laughs> I'm running this ship, and I'm going to run it right into the ground. No, I I. Uh, so what would we expect? It's an imperial coffee stout We should expect coffee. We should expect uh, pretty high alcohol content. Um, what else? I think it's.
1: Well, I think it's tasty. It's uh, definitely got a real, real nice dark head. Now, it might be because of the coffee. It might just be because it's so strong as well. But uh, it's real smooth for a for a nine and a half percent stout. I think uh, it's got quite a, quite a lot of. I wouldn't necessarily call it bitter. I think a, I think a lot of aftertaste from the from the coffee maybe.
0: Yeah, I, I'm getting a lot of getting a lot of bitterness in it. I think there's a lot of coffee in it. I'm, I'm, I know they're promising coffee, um, but do I want a coffee accent or do I want a quarter of a cup of coffee and three quarters of a cup of beer?
1: Yeah, I'm not uh, not particularly excited about the the aftertaste. You know, it's a very very lingering. Um, Definitely doesn't leave uh, leave a leave a, a a pleasant taste in your mouth. I mean, that might encourage me to drink it faster to be done with it. I don't.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not crazy about it. It's. It's at least fair. It does promise coffee. It does deliver coffee. But. Uh, I um. So I mean, I kinda, I got to give them a, a nudge up to good, I guess, because they kind of delivered what they promised, which is coffee. I, I'm gonna go
1: I'm gonna go fair slash good I'd, I'd say fair to good it's a it's not something that I would have a, a, a second one
0: well then I'd say that would dock it down to fair if we wouldn't have a second one <laughs> right. it's not poor I mean you you'd take it if somebody gave it to you and it was free right
1: but otherwise well, yeah. if, I, if I had a taster I wouldn't be inclined to buy a pint maybe that's
0: fair, fair enough all right the last one 10 we believe so named because is this me? All right, yeah. this is me. Yeah, that was you. I like to make bubbles. I didn't uh, used to. I used to try to prove to everybody I. Uh...
1: Well, it's easier to get the smell if you, if you make bubbles. It's easier to get the what? Easier to smell it. You get a, a much better. Yeah, lots idea of, idea see... of the smell by Some
0: form. people just love to smell the beer, and so I, uh, I don't, I don't know, but.
1: All right, this is uh, all
0: black and silver. It is. Uh, I believe 10.5% alcohol. It's made by Oscar Blues Brewery, and as far as any uh, thing about it, uh, it doesn't say really much at all. It's a half-baked, fully roasted ale, and really all it says on it is "This dog will hunt." Um, that doesn't really tell us much. So we uh, we just kind of hope to be pleasantly surprised, I guess.
1: Got really nice foam with the beer dropping through it, almost like a like a. Hand hand pulled pine or something.
0: All right. Well, let's let's try it.
1: It's a lot better balance than the last one. It's all almost a, a palate cleanser, even at ten point five percent comparatively.
0: Yeah, yeah it's kind of light compared to, but it has that. It and I'm not sure if there's any. Bourbon. Normally, it says barrel aged if there is any, but it almost kind of has that sweet barrel aged. Yeah, it does. It doesn't really. Uh,
1: it doesn't have a, any kind of strong bourbon flavor to it, but it almost has a almost has a sweetness. Like it. Yeah, maybe it was
0: All right. D- now I I lied the last time I said I wasn't going to look up anything about it. Well, I'm going to look up something about this one because it's <laughs> interesting. Uh, barrel aged. Four Seasons in a blend of bourbon barrels, uh, notes of espresso, burnt sugar, rich chocolate, and caramel notes combined with vanilla oak and bourbon flavors that have been smoothened from maturation. And I I would say just about all of that comes through.
1: It's funny, I guess just the, uh, such a strong-bodied beer on its own, you know, that it's uh, able to able to kind of mask some of the bourbon i mean for it to be in the in a cask for that long and to have that smooth of a flavor they did a real good job with it
0: i uh i like it i mean this is one that you'd have to share i mean given that the alcohol content um it does have a does have a little lingering aftertaste yeah but it's considering how much um how much alcohol is in it and yeah i uh yeah, it's sweet. I think uh, fans of uh, like a, a pastry or a dessert stout would also enjoy this.
1: Yeah, I think they could. It's definitely got enough sweetness to it that they st- still enjoy it. It's a... yeah, uh, I, think, I think it's real good, especially for an imperial stout. I mean, it's a it's a big, big heavy beer, but it, it's surprisingly easy to drink. So very good? i give it very good for sure.
0: Okay. He's Mr. Mason. He's with Fox
1: Brew Pub here in Carson City. Uh, where are you guys available? Um, right now, actually, just here, we're not doing any, uh, any distribution. We, uh, there is a, another uh, bar that I supply some kegs to, and they, they rebrand it as, as, their, as their own, or they give it their own names. They're, they're honest about, if anybody's curious, they let them know that uh, it's made for them by us. And, uh, but otherwise, it's just here by the pint. We don't uh, do any packaging or any other outside sales. Any thoughts of when you might start doing that? Um, that would really be up to the, uh, to the boss, uh, right now it's a pretty much a one man show and, uh, and I'm uh, pretty full time, you know, just doing, uh, doing our normal normal run of beers that we do um, he's also, we've had our distiller's license since the first of the year and we've just started uh, running a still on the back, so in any spare time, that's uh, kind of what I've been focusing on, trying to trying to learn the ins and outs of that. We've, we've actually come up with some really good whiskey. And uh, so as far as uh, doing anything as far as outside sales, it would probably require uh, uh, increasing the infrastructure here and also bringing in uh, some, some help. So I don't know if that'll, if that'll happen or not. The owner used to be involved with, uh, he used to be the owner of the High Sierra Brewing Company and the majority of their business was in uh, wholesale.
0: All right, well, if you're going to come sample this uh, fantastic couple of beers that they've created here at the Fox Brew Club, you're going to have to go to the state capitol in Nevada and then walk across the street. Mr. Mason, thank you for your time and for joining us, and thank you for joining us. And until next time, this is the Stoutcast and Stoutcast.com.